Yes, um, thank you all for coming to this special press conference that I called. Um, so, as we all know, I've been traded here to Cleveland uh, for LeBron James to go to Philadelphia to Matt Madness. Um, and I would humbly like to say that I am so unhappy to be here. I would really rather be anywhere else in the world. Um, I want to go home. And the person that is all to blame for this is uh, Aaron Alo Lloyd. And uh, we will have a discussion about this because this was done without my consent. And I am highly upset. So, Alo, if you are listening or if you see this, get me the hell out of here. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the face of the hill, the mouth of the bout, the whole effing podcast, Don DiBiase, Donnie Wrestling, Donnie Jiu-Jitsu, the Don of a New Nation, Donnie Mundo, Don Strowman, Donnie the Brain Scheming, a.k.a. the man that gravity remembered. I am Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, and this is another episode of The Perfect Edge. 24.5. Shouts out to my guest, Savannah Evans, who was on the last episode of The Perfect Edge, the sexy young cannibal episode. Had a great time talking to her. Uh, Really, really great interview with her. Went well. Um, I believe she just wrestled uh, to Neil Dashwood recently. Um, Can't wait to see how that turned out. And just continue to do great things if you're listening. Um, So... We had a elimination chamber this past weekend, and I guess we can kind of start there. Um, it was decent. Uh, it was decent. Um, yeah, I mean, it was four matches long, I believe. It might have been five. I didn't watch the pre-show because I just have other things to do during that time. Um, and... Yeah, so I believe we started off with the women's elimination chamber match, and it was okay for what it was. Um, yeah, I mean it was it was it was just okay for what it was. I don't, I mean, only thing that I mean the the big piece of it was obviously Sasha uh, turning on Bailey, um, which you know where it's going at this point it took forever, but. If we're going to get them to at WrestleMania, then I guess it's worth it, even though it's like mad years late. But, you know, whatever. WWE does what they want, apparently. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was cool. Uh, Alexa, the spot with Alexa climbing up on the cage and, you know, going around, that was that was pretty cool. It was, you know, something different, um, I guess. I don't even know if that was different, but it was. I liked it for what it was, the spot for what it was. It led to uh, Sasha kicking Bailey off of the cage, so... It was good. Um, obviously, there. I'm pretty sure in a lot of people's minds, and I just mind, there was more to be desired. But you know, it is what it is, man. Like you know, it was the first one ever, um, and I think for that reason alone, it should have been a lot more going into it. But I mean, WWE. That's I don't know anything that just is lackluster or not what it should be. Just WWE. I don't even know what else to. Just WWE. Um. <clears throat> 
Then we have the tag team championship match, which was the bar versus Titus worldwide. Um, and that to me, I think that might have been the match of the night for me. Um, I felt like Titus worldwide, at least Apollo, was able to get off some pretty good uh, offense. Um, the bar is the bar. I mean, both of those guys are great. Um, I don't care whether you like them or not. Like, well, anyway, whether you like Sheamus or not, Sheamus is he can go. Everyone knows Cesaro can go. Um, and I just feel like they put on a great match. Um, even though Titus worldwide didn't win the titles, which I would have loved to see because. I mean, they have tag they have tag teams on Raw, but it's like, do they really have tag teams on Raw? So, but I don't know. I would like to see them get the titles. You know, what I mean, just to do something, but didn't happen. Is what it is. Not really mad about it. Won't complain. You know what I mean? Um. Then you had <clears throat> Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt, and I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I went to the bathroom around this time just because I I don't care about these two wrestling anymore. Um, didn't really want to see it to begin with, to be quite honest. And I, yeah, I just, I don't, don't care about it. Didn't care about it, obviously, because I went to the bathroom. Um, so I kind of caught the end of it. Um, Matt won. And that's, that's great for him um, that he won. But what does it really lead to next? Um, and I, I really, I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't care about what what they're doing, and it's sad because <clears throat> Matt is very charismatic, but WWE doesn't always know what to do with charismatic people. So, even though he has a dope T-shirt out, that's, I mean, that's a win. Um, maybe it's not if you don't get points off of it, but you know, whatever. I mean, it just was what it was, man. Like it was a bathroom break for me, personally, to be honest. Then you got the men's elimination chamber, which. Uh, Braun shined in it. I mean, Braun's probably the biggest reason that I still watch Raw. Um, and he shined in it. Um, I feel like Seth was kind of shining in it as well. Um, but those two to me are the things that stuck out the most. Um, and it's funny because there's a lot of great spots in it. I mean, you know, well, not really. It was just Braun pretty much doing a lot of great Braun things inside of a Helen is uh, uh, elimination chamber. Seth putting on some great wrestling. Uh, Cena, and I got to take my hat to Cena. Cena's been putting over some people like the last couple years, and I greatly appreciate that. Um, Elias was good for what he did, and he was funny, um, and he did well. But you know, whatever. It was just a. I don't know. It, even though Braun kind of bought some fun to it, Elias bought some fun to it. Um, it was just. What it was, because you already know Roman was winning the match. Like, there was no real surprise factor about it. You just knew it was coming. So, it just was what it was, man. I don't know. The, the pay-per-view, like I said, itself, it was just like, it was cool. It was okay. It wasn't nothing to, like, really rant or rave about. It was okay. Like, uh, I mean, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm just being hard on it. Maybe I'm not. Maybe it was just okay. Oh, we also had, uh, I'm glad I saved this for last because... Now we can get into this. I, I'm not one of those people who flipped on Ronda Rousey because she lost in the UFC. I'm not. However, I am one of the people who was highly disappointed that when she lost the first time, 
she went and hid for a year instead of training to get back and try again. Now, granted, she's a human being, so she had she has all right within herself to take some time off and do other things. However, I felt uh, I felt like I was most disappointed because it was like we know that your pride is hurt, your feelings are hurt. And that's okay. People lose. Yes, you had a, a, a flawless record. Cool. Whatever. But I feel like she should have got back on the horse, started riding again, and trying to get the belt back or, you know, going for the rematch. And it took her a whole year. Whole hype built up. Mad disrespect to Amanda Nunez. Not even really trying to promote her as the champion. And she gets knocked out again. Which is cool. I mean, not for her, but it's cool. It happens in fighting. You get knocked out sometimes. In her case, you got knocked out twice. And you getting knocked out the two times that you got knocked out was way more devastating than anyone else being knocked out. And for that reason, you pretty much are done MMA. You have some time in between. And now you're in the WWE. Which is cool for her. To me, I don't want to see her in a WWE ring. And I may be prejudging this, but whatever. I've been wrong before. If that is the case. But, one, she's on Raw. Two, she's in the WWE. Three, because of her career in MMA, she's going to be a huge draw. Which is cool for WWE. But it's not cool that she's going to come in. She's probably going to end up taking some time and some shine for other women who've been on that roster, putting time in, working, busting their ass to be on television and to wrestle and do everything that they're doing now. And then you're going to bring her in. And it's going to shift the whole thing with the women's revolution or evolution, whatever you're going to call it. Um. And even with the Royal Rumble, her coming out, it overshadowed Oscar winning and things like that. And it really kind of was, it wasn't pointless because she pointed a lot to the WrestleMania song. So it definitely wasn't pointless. But um, I don't know. I just, I don't, I didn't like that whole rollout. I don't like how they did the rollout. Well, I do like how they did the rollout for, for Elimination Chamber. I just don't like that. I don't know. I just I guess we have to see how it plays out. I may be jumping the gun. I need to see how it plays out and what they're going to do with her moving forward. Because right as of right now, what they have her doing, it looks like it's going to be Kurt and Triple uh Kurt and Stephanie versus Triple H and Ronda, which is cool, but it's not cuz I really don't want to see that. Like I I really don't want to see that because one I don't want to see another couple I mean, even though Ronda and Kurt aren't a couple, I just don't want to see that. Like, I don't want to see, I don't want to see that match. I'd rather see Triple H versus Kurt, Stephanie versus Ronda. That's fine. I can live with that. That's fine. But the tag match, I really don't want to see a tag match with them. Not interested. And then after that, now that I'm thinking about it, where does Ronda go from here? As if being that this is going to be the WrestleMania thing, where does it go from here? 
And I think that's the part where right now they're in a safe place because they're going to WrestleMania and you pretty much have it tacked out what's going to happen. But after that, how do you use her? Where do you go from there? What mix is she in? And knowing WWE, how quick, how quick is it before you put her towards the title? Because in NXT, you have Shayna Baszler who came in and pretty much within a few weeks had a title shot on a pay-per-view for the championship, even though she lost, which rightfully she should have. But the push itself is just, come on, man. Like, we see what's going on here. Like, come on. I just don't want her to come in and get this immediate push and get to the title when then she has to keep the title for long durations of time. Basically, I don't want her to be the, 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 the woman version of Brock where they keep the title on her and because she's MMA and so badass, blah, blah, blah. But she's on there. Another thing I dislike, they keep saying she's the baddest woman on the planet. Granted, at a time, possibly was the baddest woman on the planet. Well, she was one of the baddest women on the planet. What about Serena Williams? What about... There was another person I had in mind. I can't even think of it now. But uh, nonetheless, what does that say about... What does that say about Holly Holmes? If Ronda Rousey is the baddest woman on the planet, then what is Holly Holmes? What is Amanda Nunez? Because they both have knocked out the baddest woman on the planet. So if she's the baddest woman on the planet, then they got to be like the baddest women in the galaxy, like in the existence, because they knocked out the baddest woman on the planet. So I want them to stop doing that because it's another thing that uh, it's another one of those things where WWE is trying to pull all over people's heads we know she's been knocked out. We know that because she's been knocked out and her pride is hurt and she probably doesn't have it in her anymore for whatever reason, she's here. So please stop trying to big it up that she's the baddest woman on the planet. She's not. She's not. You want to know why? Because Holly Holm and Amanda Nunez will have something to say about that. Not only that, but she was able to dominate like she did For the period of time that she did because Chris Cyborg was not signed to the UFC. And Chris Cyborg, now she is the baddest woman on the planet. It's my opinion and not only is it an opinion, it's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. It just is. Um, I don't know how else to put it. Like She had the reign that she had because Chris Cyborg was not there. Because Chris Cyborg would have knocked her face off. No disrespect. But with all due respect, I don't have no respect. Because I don't like how they did this. So. Just cut the whole she's the baddest woman on the planet thing. I I don't believe you. You need more people. Please stop. But other than that, I'm not completely against and totally down on her being there per se as long as it doesn't go with her stepping in front of other women who've been there she she's got to earn her she's got to earn her stripes 
That's how I feel. Like she said, she signed a contract. She didn't want any extra treatment. Blah blah blah. Cool. So being that she doesn't have any extra treatment or blah blah blah, then she needs to go. She needs to go through the ranks. She needs to go through the ranks, and she needs to earn her stripes and you know tussle and bustle like every other woman back there has. No special treatment. Cool. Then no special treatment. That includes no weird, oddly pushed to the top. No. You got to earn it. And that's just how I feel about that. Um, other than that, Raw um, was pretty good. I've, the last couple of weeks of Raw have been pretty good. Won't complain about that. Um, Braun being Braun yet again, uh, trying to kill Elias pretty much was super hilarious to me. Bron is just like entertainment gold right now. Like the guy just he he's not missing. Like everything he's doing is just gold. And I'm I love it. I'm a fan of it. Period point blank. Um, it looks like we're getting Rollins, Finn, and Miz for the Intercontinental title. Um, which puts me in a hard place because I would like to see Finn with the title. I would like to see Seth with the title. And I definitely, I never mind Miz having the title. So, with this match, which looks like it's going to shape up to be this, it's going to be a good thing for WrestleMania. Um, I don't know who I'm actually going to pick for that because I don't mind anybody involved holding that title. Um, But I think it's going to be, like, hopefully they don't, like, try to narrow out two of them. I hope they keep it a triple threat because it just, it makes it very interesting. Um, just with the three guys. Um, yeah, I just don't see, I don't see anything wrong with it. Like, just don't mess, I just don't want WWE to mess it up. Don't mess it up. Leave it alone. Let it happen. Give us the triple threat, these three guys. And however it plays out, it plays out for me. I honestly, I don't care. Like, I like all three. Um, and I don't mind any of them holding the title. So it's cool. It's good for, that's what's best for business trips. Make sure that happens. Um, Roman Reigns rant, I thought it was great. Um, It definitely seemed like a shoot, and I loved it. Because at this point, I am tired of Brock Lesnar. I like Brock Lesnar just like anyone else, but as far as what he's been doing the past couple years in WWE, as far as being a part-timer, holding a title and just showing up every couple of months, not having a title on television weekly, not even like bi-weekly, not even like monthly. Like it's just annoying to know that you have a champion and you don't even see him because he's a part-timer who comes every couple of months, every I guess quarter or whenever, whatever. No. Like I I completely like and that's probably one of the most natural promos that Roman's ever cut. It sounds genuine. It sounded like it came from him. It didn't sound like it was coming off a script. And it sounded like he was legit upset. And I loved it. I loved it because I feel like, yeah, he speaks for a lot of people in the back. And for those of us who are fans and care about seeing a championship belt on television weekly or at least more than every couple of months, he spoke for us. Even though some of us still probably like like Brock, he spoke for us. 
And I did happen to see that that same night that they had Elimination Chamber that Brock was hanging with Dana White. He took a picture. It was on Twitter. It was posted. Or Instagram, one of them. But it was posted. So, and I feel like, yeah, that is disrespect. That's very disrespectful because you're still under contract with them. And they have an event. You're in the same city and you don't show up, but you'll go and hang with where you're trying to be, which is cool. I understand you going where you're trying to be. But at the same time, you don't have any respect to show up to the event for the place that you currently work for. I wasn't, I, I don't feel that. Like, that's, that's coined me. So, I, I completely agree with what Roman said. I love that he said it. It was, they need to allow him to speak from his heart more because it came off very genuine. I feel like the crowd was able to get behind it because it, you could tell it wasn't scripted. He wasn't trying to be this funny guy or anything like that. It was just a good moment. It was great talking. And, yeah, I just think they need to let him do that more, especially if, if Brock's not going to be showing up to stuff. Yeah, let him talk. Let that dude speak his mind. And, and, and when the crowd over, we're just genuine talking because every time you try to script them, it sounds terrible. And that would that's that sounded great. That's probably one of the best promos he's ever cut. So um, then again, back to the to Ronda Rousey. Uh, and and Kurt and Stephanie, I'm tired. Oh my god, I'm pretty sure I spoke on this before. I am sick and tired and tired of Stephanie putting her hands on people. How do you continue to put your hands on people and have a job? Not and oh oh god. I'm tired of her demasculating men. I'm tired of her slapping people. I'm tired of her using high-pitched tones to disrespect people. It's it's just all annoying. I love Stephanie outside of her on-screen character. It's like everyone loves Triple H. Well, most people love Triple H. There's some people out there who don't, but, you know, that's none of my business. But, and it's funny because I like Triple H in this role for whatever reason. I don't know why, but I love him in the corporate role. I can't stand Stephanie in the corporate role. And I don't know why that is, but I just, I'm so tired of her on screen. It's it's always just devious. And I get it, like, that's what the draw for her. That's what her thing is. But I don't care. I'm tired of seeing it. I really hate it. I don't want her to be a face. I just don't want her to be on TV for a, for a long time. Go, go. You could be in the back. Go be in the back. Go away like Shane did. Go, go explore something else. Go do something else and then come back. And Shane's putting his hands on people, too. But, you know, he's been dealt with accordingly. Stephanie's never dealt with. She just slaps people and talks to people in crazy ways and gets away with it. And I'm tired of it. And I guess that's Donnie versus the world because I'm tired of it. I'm really upset about it. This episode isn't going the way I wanted it to go. There's a lot of things that WWE is making me upset about. I didn't realize that. Uh, SmackDown, I only got halfway through it this week. SmackDown has been like almost abysmal the last couple of weeks. Um, however, uh, the tag team situation looks, that was pretty good, pretty dope. I liked, uh, you know, the Usos coming down. Their promo was really good. Big E responding was great. It was amazing. Uh, 
the Jungle Brothers. I mean, um, the what is what are they, the Basham brother, Bangham Brothers, bro, bro, Brunson, bro, Blue. Uh, what is their name? The, the Bludgeon, 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 Bludgeon Brothers. I just put them back in the dirty gear and let them be Wyatt esque. I don't like that. I don't like the burgundy. One, I'm a per. I'm sorry if you like burgundy. I'm a person who hates the color burgundy. I wear it f- few and far between. Um, I literally have one dress shirt that's burgundy, but and that's none of your business. But whatever. Um, I just don't like the color burgundy and the fact that you had them in like Peter Pan leotard esque outfits, just straight burgundy. It, it's annoying and it's not easy on my eyes and I hate seeing it and you got the hammers they're not Thor why do they have these hammers and uh, just it's I don't like it and this is a great tag team but they have these guys looking like Kane Juniors or something like I just I don't like it I don't like it and it's it comes off a little bit unreal. You got the Usos who are just who they are. There's there's no gimmick. They don't wear the face paint and all that no more. There's none of that. You have the New Day, even though they kind of have sort of gimmick. They they're really not like they came out with tracksuits on. Like they just were regular regular guys. Then you got dumb company. You got you know the Kane twins coming down and looking all cartoonish, ruining the vibe. You know what I mean? Like I just didn't like it. We got to see the fashion files, uh, the fashion, whatever, fashion police in their segment. I loved it. Um, the guy from the Unsolved TV show, Cole, whatever. I mean, he was there. Uh, he did his his part to promote. That was great. Uh, Big E is just hilarious, you know, making the faces and and doing the, spitting the bars. You know what I mean? A couple bars. 12 job applications. They blank. I'm lazy. Two babysitters. No babies. Uh, I didn't like the second part, but it was good. It was good. It was funny overall. Him jumping up and Kofi and, and Xavier catching him and him acting sleep. I, I loved it. Those guys are just hilarious and funny and very entertaining. So, But, um, yeah, other than that, I, I, I don't like anything they're doing with my boy Kevin Owens. Uh, uh, well, up until this point, I would say I don't like anything they're doing. Uh, Sammy, Corbin, they're just kind of there. I would rather, honestly, personally, see a triple threat with Ziggler, Kevin Owens, and AJ Styles. This is let's hey WWE. If you're listening, that's just that's free. That's free. That's a great match, and it's free. I give you that free. You don't even have to pay me for that one. It's good booking. It's good booking, and then you can put Corbin and Sami Zayn in a match on the pre-show or something. This, you know, this, and this is off the top of the head, WWE. I'm not even trying. I'm not even trying. And it's better than what you've been producing. But, however, being still, you'll have those three in a match at Fastlane along with those two. And I think it's going to be good for now. For now, I think it's going to be good. You have, you know, three, well, actually, you have four great workers in there. They're going to make Corbin look good, and they're going to make him look competitive in some sort. So I, I'm excited about it. 
to be honest, I would rather see the triple threat of those three going into WrestleMania. But it is what it is. It, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it turns out. Uh, and I do, I, I agree with the Usos. I want to see them actually on the card. They deserve to be on the card. Like, just even noticing, like, some of the, some of the WrestleManias that have either been on pre-shows or they haven't been on the show at all. And this year, it goes without saying, they need to be on the card. They deserve, they, des- they deserve to be on the card. Point blank, period. Uh, next up, we got UFC Dos 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 this weekend. UFC 222 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, and we have, I'm just going to go down the card because there's a lot of people fighting. Uh, they're fighting people I don't care about, but, you know, whatever. You got Brian Caraway, he's fighting. Uh, I'm going to root for him in that. Um, who else is on the card? Uh, like the Lombard, I think. That'd be, I think we should win that. John Dotson, who I believe is on the undercard, which is sad for Johnny Dotson. But you need to win more. That's just how the game goes, buddy. Uh, we got Ashling, Ashley Yoder versus Mackenzie Dern. And Mackenzie Dern it has a false record. She's on a streak. Uh, I'm going to go with her for the win. Um, I mean, she's on a streak, and I don't see why not to choose her. Um, she looks like she has the dog in her, and she's bowed and ready to go. So I'm going with uh, Mackenzie Dern. On now, we got Ketlin. Vieira versus Kazangano. Uh, I like Kazangano, so I'm going to be biased on this one and pick Kazangano. Um, yeah, that's just what it is. I'm going with Kazangano. I know the choice. My boy, Andre Arvlowski, getting back in the octagon, going against Stefan Struve. Stefan Struve is a monster. He's no joke, but sorry, man. I stick with my biases. Arvlowski is my boy, so I'm going with Arvlowski to win. Even though I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if Struve wins. I mean, he's he's a beast. So I'm, I'm either way. I'm. I mean, I just want to see a good fight. I would love to see Arvlowski pull the win out, but if Struve wins, I won't be upset. I won't be disappointed. Um, because he's a beast, and I respect what he does in the ring, uh, or when he does in the octagon. Sorry. Um, an intriguing person, and I've never seen him before, and I'm sure he's been around, Sean O'Malley. Uh, just watching some of the UFC embedded stuff. Uh, very interesting guy. Uh, kind of looks nerdy um, on the outside. Looks very nerdy, kind of quirky guy. But then, you know, I mean, you see him in the octagon and practicing and things like that, and looks totally different. Totally look, different looking guy. Um, looks like a total badass, in, in, you know, in the octagon. So definitely can't judge a book by a cover with this dude. Um, so I'm definitely excited to see what he does. He's fighting Andre Sokothmuffalo. Uh, sorry, sorry, dude. I don't. Your last name is is you know keyboard typing. So um, yeah, I'm interested to see this Sean O'Malley dude. He also has an undefeated record nine uh, uh nine and zero. So interested to see what that's about. Got Frankie Edgar versus Brian Ortega. Um, and this is going to be a great fight. Just two great fighters. Brian Ortega coming in with an undefeated record. Frankie Edgar, already a future Hall of Famer. And I don't know, man. It's just a, I, as far as this fight, uh, 
I'm going to go with Frankie Edgar. And this fight was originally supposed to be for Max Holloway's title. Um, but I would like to see Frankie get past this and go for that title again. Um, however, I like Brian Ortega too. And I wouldn't mind seeing him get the push and going forward either. So at the end of the day, it's going to be a great fight. Uh, but for my choice, I'm going with Frankie Edgar. And I am highly, I just thought about it. Uh, yeah, I've last year was pretty bad with me picking people, so I probably shouldn't. But you got to move on, man. You got to live your life. You know what I mean? Got to keep trucking. Uh, main event is Chris Cyborg versus Yana Konichkaya. And I hope I said it right because she's Russian and I literally gave my best trying to do that last name. Uh, I mean, it's no secret here. This division was pretty much created for Chris Cyborg. Had uh, Durandami who won the title. Then she didn't want to get her face punched off. So she gave the title up and Chris Cyborg easily won and got it. And she has defended it once, once or twice already. She's defended it. Once, was it once or twice? She's in that range. She's defending the once or twice already, and uh, I just I don't see her losing. Like she's just, I I honestly think she's gonna get to the point where she's gonna have to start fighting men. Like she's just, I believe she's just that good. So I don't know. Like like I said, this is a great card. Uh, UFC dos dos dos. Uh, I definitely will be watching. I'm definitely excited to see these fights. Uh, and UFC, has, they've had some decent cards that over the past month. They had like a, uh, an event like almost every weekend. So they've definitely been putting the work in uh, the last couple of weeks, last couple of months. Um, but I'm excited to see this one. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be dope. So uh, if you want to talk about any of these things, especially UFC, those, 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 you can hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at Hey Arte, H-E-Y-A-R-T-E. Uh, I am about to start working, uh, and I said this the last couple episodes, but life has just been coming at me full-fledged. Um, start working on Arte Mania 3. Um, hopefully have that out around WrestleMania. Uh, got out, came out a little late last year, so, uh, definitely doing the framework for it, getting that together, hitting you with some more dope music for this year. And, uh, check out the Mad Madness, uh, weekly show. Check out False Count Anywhere and check out a new show that I just started uh, called Super Madness. And it's pretty much going to be a show talking about uh, the superhero content that comes out uh, throughout the year uh, with my boy Tevin Davis. Uh, it's a great show. We talked about Black Panther. So we definitely have a uh, extensive and very um, uh, deep diving uh episode about Black Panther, the, uh, the movie, and uh, Te uh, Tevin is a comic book aficionado, so he gives a lot of like background filler just on uh, Black Panther and a lot of the characters in it, so be on the lookout for that, and for this episode, this has been your boy, the face of the hill, the mouth of the bout, the whole effing podcast, Donnie Wrestling, Donnie Mundo, Donnie Jiu-Jitsu, Donnie the Brain Scheming, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, a.k.a. the man that gravity remembered. 
And this has been another episode of The Perfect Edge. Holla! If you hear me, this is bigger Slap than nuts. me. Yeah, I'm just making it clear. Give me the space in the clear. When you see I appear, got that black and white gear. And we in the fifth gear. And you know we don't care. If they whip or they against, we don't mean to make offense, but yo, we mean with our offense. The scene is finna switch, my team got it on clinch. If the scene that you ain't green, then we gon' lean at your expense. This angle, but has a twist, gets the hill one for a real one. Left lane deals for a real one, and they know the fake from the real ones. You hear that guitar riff, they switch up the stands quick. They think we want Hollywood, you can't understand it. You see who I stand with, my team is outstanding. We came with a plan. But see your plans with you handed You hear that guitar riff That switch up the stance quick They think we want Hollywood You can't understand it You see who I stand with My team is outstanding We came with a plan But see your plans with you handed